Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Davis Maddock, joined today by Rich Rebar from Sharp Football. Every Friday, we pick our five favorite games against the spread. We got, uh, we got a lot of road favorites this week. Uh, you know, the Ravens, my, my favorite pick last week. Not great, not great giving up. the. Uh, although, you know, thinking back on it, they did almost convert a fourth and one that would have ended the game. But, uh, yeah, I mean. Hey, I, bet the, I bet the uh, under in that game. So, that uh, was cool. Yeah. Uh, Horrible. <laughs> that was great. They were in the opening kickoff back. Uh, that game was fun, though. It was like, I, I've, it was like watching a college football game. Like yes, Tua was at Bama, Lamar was at Louisville. Uh, you know, just every play was like a fifty-yard touchdown. Athletes were being athletes. It was, uh, you know, I I can't say I didn't enjoy it outside of you know getting wrecked. No, that's what we that's <laughs> what we want. We want we want more of that. I mean, you know, we got a we got a fair number of games in and the cover too. That's true. <laughs> we got a fair number of games in the fifties this weekend, though. Chiefs, Colts, uh, Bills, Dolphins, and uh, Lions, Minnesota. So at least mm-hmm. DFS will. I mean, it should be a little bit more fun this weekend than uh, than last weekend, where uh, you just were sitting there like just begging Carson Wentz to get garbage time points. That was <laughs> that was a, a miserable. That was a miserable experience, man. The the Wentz coaster. I I want off. No more. No more Wentz for me. Yeah, I think that, you know, after facing Jags Lions, I think going against the Eagles this week will be uh, a week where we don't have to chase the Wentz, the Wentz yeah. points this week. <laughs> uh, all right, let's uh, let's do it. What is your let's let's just start off. What is your number five? Uh, my number five is the Falcons uh, starting off strong here. And remember, this is week three. And something I always bring up on this show is that historically, Owen two teams are great bets. Uh, especially when they face teams that aren't 0-2 as well. You know, okay. obviously when teams are 0-2, someone has to win. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I look at some of these 0-2 spots. We only have four this week. We've got the Bengals, but they're pretty significant favorites again. Uh, we have Atlanta, we have Houston, and we have Carolina. Uh, kind of in those spots you had historically piped the back. I'm not going to back any of those other teams, but I will be willing to back the Falcons, you know, going on the ropes. The Falcons have been game. Like they played the Saints to the wire and they at least like were fighting with the Rams. Uh, that game, the final score ended up being a little bit closer due to that blocked punt and then like that safety that they get them score. But like the Falcons were moving the football and they moved the football better than I thought that they would like early in the season. They've done it without getting anything from Kyle Pitts to this point. And the Seahawks defense is as bad as we 
thought it would be. Their still team not running any offensive plays. I mean, they've run fewer than 50 plays in both games again. Uh, it's the same shit we're dealing with the, with the Seahawks like every year. Uh, so yeah, I mean, give me the, give me the Falcons as you know one point. You know, uh, dogs here. Uh, I put them at five because it's it's still betting on the Falcons. But you know, I want to if I'm gonna back an 0-2 team, I think that's gonna be the one I'm gonna support. So this was my four. Okay. And it really is as simple as I want to, I, I think that, I think the Seahawks stink. I think that the market is kind of overrating just the very weird emotional tilt of week one, which is a game they should have lost by two touchdowns anyways. Right. I mean, they, they, uh, you know, just escaped two goal line touchdowns, two fumbles on the one yard line. Um, I, I also, uh, I, I have the Broncos in, in my list as well. Um, you know, I think the Broncos are, are pretty like, I just, I think the Seahawks stink and Mariota is like not a good quarterback. I, I would kind of put him in the Ryan Fitzpatrick zone of guy where like, it's not a disaster. If you have to start him, he can kind of get the ball to guys who are actually good at their jobs. Like if this is not like a, a Nathan Peterman type situation and Gino looked okay in week one, much worse in week two. I also think they're using Lockett and Metcalf the reverse of how they should. They're using Lockett down the field and Metcalf close to the line of scrimmage. I, I would flip-flop them. But there's just so many signs that Pete Carroll has no fucking clue what he's doing. You know, Travis Homer, like, draft a running back in the second round, pay Rashad Penny $6.5 million, and then Travis Homer leads the backfield and snaps last week. Like, it, And they don't even have the talent to make up for it anymore. Like, I just, I just want to be – I just want to be against the Seahawks. I, I do not think they're any good. I want to be against any team that runs a full house halfback pass on the seven yard line. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely <laughs> correct. Uh, simply, simply could not, simply could not, simply could not agree more. I, I, we are, we are simpatico on this one. It's just like, this is a spot to start just going to get like, you know, because the lines are better. We have a pretty good idea of who these teams are. So I just want to go against donkey coaches. Although to be fair, not like Arthur Smith is this footballing genius. Like he also seems like a donkey, but Pete Carroll is uh is out donkey. And my my number five is the Baltimore Ravens minus three and a half points at the New England Patriots. A lot this of is road- my one. Yeah, I mean it's like it's <laughs> I, I I I I've noticed the first couple weeks of the season. The only bet I've been like I would tell anyone in my life to bet this. I have absolutely one hundred percent confidence. This is never going to lose is the Cardinals, uh, the Chiefs week one against the Cardinals. That's been the only one where I bet more than three units on a line just because I was like, that. this is 100% winning. Um, so I, I don't, like, degrees of confidence are going to get stronger for me as the season goes on. But, I mean, come on. The Patriots are just the worst offensive team. Lamar leads the NFL in air yards per attempt. Like, Lamar is doing this as a passer in a way he never has before. Like he seems unlocked. Yeah. I mean, it's for me, it's really easy to bet against Patriots right now. I mean, this is a team that has scored on just four of 19 drives. The only teams that scored a lower rate of their possessions are the Seahawks and Colts through two games. Uh, Jacoby Myers looks like he's not going to play. He's like the only dude that can functionally throw the football to. Uh, and that's only like nine yards downfield at a time. Uh, so, I mean, I just don't know how they score points. And I know a lot of people will say, well, the Ravens just gave up all these points to Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell. Well, there's no Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell on the other side of the field. Also, the Ravens, 
did get some pieces back. I mean, Marcus Peters played that game for the first time in over a year. Marlon Humphrey is, is still there. Like this is a, the Ravens are a defense. I expect to get better as it goes, the season goes along and they, you know, they have a new defensive coordinator. Like they're going to figure stuff that goes along. This is a great week for them to make a step against this just anemic Patriots offense. The Patriots defense isn't even good either anymore. Um, you know, they haven't really, you know, they, they give up the, the points, the Dolphins, that game was never, they were never in that game. Mike McDaniel just sat on the clock the second half of that game. And then the second week, they kind of just like mope around with the Steelers, like and muck, muck it up. Uh, the Ravens are just a supremely better team. Uh, I feel really good about this one. That's, yeah. that's why I have it won. So we'll see. <laughs> see how it holds up. But I mean, I just don't think the Patriots are very good at all. No, I don't think, I don't think they're very good. We've talked about this before too, where like Belichick's whole thing, used to be he just grinded every small edge and it really added up. But now that most other competent teams are also grinding every edge, it's like a lot of his, uh, a lot of his edges have gone away. And uh, I mean, the Patriots are just like the slowest team in football, you know, like, right. Like Nelson Aguilar Moss is a guy last week, but it's, it's like, you know, it's Nelson Aguilar. Like we're not, not factoring in Nelson Aguilar mossing, you know, Kyle Hamilton or whatever in, in my, uh, my outcomes of uh of this game so i mean you yeah. can still get this at three and under a lot of places live right now and as long as it's three or under i mean i'm in yeah 100 agree uh all right so my so so my five was the ravens my four was the falcons what is your four my four is uh the, the cover gods man i mean i'm just gonna keep kind of i'm just gonna start playing the lions man Why oh not? this was like, this was my one the lions okay. covering here was my one yeah, I mean, so since, you know, the start of last year, uh, they're number two in the NFL in terms of rate of covering games. They are nine and three against the spread as a six-point dog or larger. Uh, why not keep going back to them? They've scored 35, 36 points. Like, they're a team that can, can, sco- can score. Uh, it feels like six is too many. So, I mean, I'm, I'm here for the cover gods. So, my, my thoughts are a couple. I, I have, like, three things. So, the first thing is when you're taking – a dog what is the the number one thing you want to know that if they're down double digits if they're down more that they're going for the score at the end right some teams won't do that right i mean we, we saw it we, last night uh mike tomlin punted with like four minutes left to go in that game yeah he's over it. he doesn't care he's getting out of there he's licking his wounds what are the lions gonna do the exact opposite they're going you know they're going empty personnel they're they're doing all the bells and whistles like they are trying to score points until it's over the second thing is, um, have you been following all, like there's been a couple of really good articles. There was one on the athletic and another one about the, the lions run game. Now, again, I'm not going to, I'm not going to uh, get too deep in the weeds with like film stuff. Cause it's not really what I'm good at, but apparently this, they, they have installed this like 1980 style run system that basically is like defenses are just not ready for it. And Lions running backs, so Swift, Jamal Williams, Craig Reynolds, they're averaging like 3.8 yards before contact per carry. So like there just is not even anyone there to tackle them. So I expect the run game to do fine. And then Shark and the Sun God, it's like, I mean, what are you going to do against these guys? The, the Vikings looked hapless against A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. I don't, I don't think they're going to do that much. But like... I would not be surprised if the Lions won this game outright, honestly. So it, I, it was easy, number one, for me. Yeah, I mean, six points feels like way too tight. We're still trying to figure out what we have in the Vikings. I expect them to play a lot better because of the aggressive nature of the Lions defense Same. so far. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I just, I just feel like it's just too many points, and the Lions, uh, they, they continue to cover, man. This is, this is let's go, go for the Fighting Campbells, man. Yeah, I and I was so ready to like hate Dan Campbell too, like such like a football guy, but he's totally won me over. Like, uh, like, and and a lot of the real, real football guys, like, like people love Vrabel, and I am, I'm totally anti-Vrabel. Like, I just, it's that, it's not the guy for me. But Campbell has, uh, has totally won me over. Um, okay, so that was your that was your four. Yeah. Okay, we already did my four. So what's your three? My three is uh, the Dolphins. Uh, again, just I think that they're going to be. I don't know. Don't don't know if I believe this. This one out, was right? not on my list. Yeah, uh, it was on my list before the actual news came out. So I'll see if the we'll see if the line moves. That you know, obviously Micah Hyde now is going to be out. Dane Jackson's going to be out, and Jordan Phillips are going to be out for the Bills. Um, so they're going to be missing a lot of pieces. One of the things the Bills have done so far defensively is they've just kind of sat back and zone. They haven't really rushed any quarterbacks because they've got these two younger quarterbacks playing, uh, and they're not really going to have the, the that like coverage over the top now with Micah Hyde being out. Jordan Porter is going to be playing hurt in this game too. He did practice today. He's going to be playing. So who knows if you even reaggravate something, something goes wrong in the game. Uh, they're just going to be missing so many pieces that I think the Dolphins are going to score. I think that. Mike McDaniel last week, what he showed me was we knew that the Dolphins were always going to have like the ability to kind of turn like Tua into like Garoppolo, have like that, uh, you know, the play action passing game, uh, have that Shanahanian like old style like system was always going to be an out. But the fact that they showed that they actually have just a straight drop back pass game when they need it to going against this bill scene that we know is going to score points. Uh, makes me feel a lot more confident that they're going to be able to kind of pace the score here uh, and kind of try to hang around and keep this thing kind of within a touchdown for most of the game. Maybe even just back straight back door the cover at the end of the game with a garbage touchdown if they're if they're down. Uh, but the fact that they have just a, a where they're like, hey, we can throw all this play action Shannon shit out the window and just drop back and throw if we have to. That to me is a nice signal proof of concept. Uh, and Mike McDaniel is just one of these guys. Like you talked about, like I'm I'm in on Mike McDaniel. Yes, same. Uh, man, Jesus Christ! I don't think I could be more in on Mike McDaniel right now. Uh, yeah, this guy just gets it. Uh, I'm fully on board. So I just feel like that five and a half feels like uh, a good number for me to come in, and, and the Dolphins kind of hang around there. So I was I was like not in on McDaniel. I I actually did not like him because I I think maybe he just had a hard time explaining his perspective in the off season. But like you know, he talked a lot about he's know, a starter man. Well, maybe. I mean, you know, he talked a lot about like the value of the run game and controlling the clock and stuff. But I mean, he had two two games in, hundred percent great hire. I mean, I agree with the like one. I've always been a little bit higher on the market than Tua, anyways. Like, I like I I think he is a a has a chance to be a top like left handed Kirk Cousins, right? But may, maybe even maybe even like more accurate than than Kirk Cousins, and that's like a good guy you would want to have on your team in general. Um, and like the, the Tyreek addition was, I think super smart just being like, well, if we're not sure about our quarterback, we should give him a guy who can create something out of nothing. The reason why this one did not make my list is I just am terrified of the bills. I mean, they are yeah. just, they are just <laughs> hanging dong. Like they just look unreal. <laughs> they didn't even have Gabe Davis last week. They're getting him back this week. Like Jake Kumaro just led the bills in snaps played at wide receiver last week he should be completely relegated now because he played to be like the run blocker mm-hmm. and Gabe Davis is going to do that now. I just, I'm just terrified of the bills and the defensive stuff. 
I just don't really know how to value that. Like, how good is the Bills' backup safety? Like, I don't fucking know. But it, it's it's not that I not that I disagree with the take that the the Dolphins should be able to score enough with them. It's just that I'm like literally terrified of Josh Allen dropping fifty on me just because he can. <laughs> yeah, he can because he can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's crazy too so you think about it because this is the first time the bills are on the main slate for dfs and it's like you still can't it you still can't really pair josh Allen with anybody you have this team that like inherently you're like damn they're gonna score 35 and it's like well if we don't play digs who the hell are we gonna play like i i got a feeling about gabe i think gabe is like a pretty good leverage play this week because alan digs is gonna be super popular i mean, i saw that video of him running and he looked, looked like, bad it looked, it looked bad. good didn't look good at all. I mean, they're just going to give him some tour at all, though. He'll be fine. That's right? true. That, that's what they do. Bud uh, Kilmer, this this thing. Yeah. Up. My number three is the Kansas City Chiefs, and I, I this has been fascinating to me. The line has moved the Colts way all week. Open at six and a half, went to seven. It's at like five and a half at most books now. And like, this is a spot that it has like a a shark, like a Billy Waters type. You know, would tell me I'm a huge donkey, like. Home team, oh yeah, coming off a huge loss. Uh, you know, a, a team that's two and zero, but they, they their second game was really shaky. Yada yada. You know, Pittman was out last week. Uh, Pierce was out last week. They're like, this is the thing. This is my take on the Chiefs season. <laughs> I'm not taking them against the Bills. I'm not taking them when they play the Chargers again. I might not even take them against the Broncos if Rush shows me he still got some stuff. I think against like other top 10 teams they're going to be very likely to show some uh some weak spots in their armor right but against bad teams all like for all all systems go they are just going to crush bad teams and i think we saw the 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 best evidence we're going to see that against the cardinals they just played you know free and easy and noah gray's scoring and jody for you know it's like hardman's out there and they can just get away with whatever they want against bad teams and then uh, to get to get very granular, as you would expect, Mahomes' dome stats are like unbelievable. He he's taken he's played seven games inside of a dome or a retractable roof. He's taken six total sacks, twenty touchdowns to two interceptions. Like it's and and that's obviously like a, a DFS angle, but I and I don't. They're just gonna fucking smoke these guys out. There's no way. Also, Mahomes in his career, it's uh I don't remember the exact. It's something like he's twenty one and two when they are a seven point favorite or higher, like they just take care of business essentially. Yeah, this game scares me because a lot of the reasons you said, like, and it's been like, uh, yes. In like our, like uh, the, like, you know, Warren's like betting thread and all the guys like around the Colts too. So they all, like, all right. I will, I will <laughs> say this, my side, my side is the square side, a hundred percent. The sharp side, 1 million percent is the Colts. Yeah, because the when this line the look ahead line on this was only three, so it's like they just see that line, so much line value uh, that they're just going to take it. I'm not touching it uh, because I don't know what the hell the Colts are right now. Uh, so like I'm I'm not going to back the Colts. Is just, is Matt Ryan worse than Carson Wentz? I mean, I'm willing to throw last week's uh, like last week's game out just because I agree. Of, like everything that all the moving parts they had all the moving pieces like he had worse weaponry than he had in Atlanta last year like last week with, with the Colts uh so I mean I'm willing to throw that game out uh you know I yeah. think they'll get Jonathan I think Jonathan Taylor will have more touches this week they're gonna you know do, they're, they're gonna they're also missing some pieces defensively they'll get back too 
but I'm still not backing the Colts. I don't want this to be an endorsement to, to play the Colts either. Like, I'm just not touching this game. I love this game for DFS, though. God, I love it so much. Who's your Who's your Colts play? I I I want to play JT, man. Would you Would you use JT as a bring back with Mahomes, or just like on his own? Uh, I I I have I want to onslaught this game. I think uh, because it's going to be pretty low owned, and if Kelsey Mahomes JT hit like you got theoretically three guys that could lead their position in scoring. Yeah. Uh, are, you, are, you, are you, are you, are you on Juju this week? Uh, are you on? I do like Juju because the amount of zone coverage the Colts play, obviously, you know, we're getting another Gus Bradley Mahomes game. Yeah. Uh, we know, we know Gus Bradley is going to sit and cover three the whole game. So I do, because of the amount of zone coverage, I do like Juju uh, to kind of be the beneficiary. I think it's going to be more of a an intermediate passing game for the chiefs. Uh, so Kelsey Juju, I like that. Juju's gonna be popular though because of his pricing. Yes, um, but I I feel like if you're onslaughting that game, it doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't matter anyways because the Mahomes look, looks like he's gonna be relatively owned. Kelsey looks like he's gonna be relatively owned, and JT because uh, we'll talk about it at the end of the show about you know kind of I think people are gonna go with kind of like what the meta has been the first two weeks, and I think I want to pivot because I don't want to play any of these shitty running backs. Yeah, yeah, I I get that. I get that. <laughs> Uh, all right. So I have my two left and you have your two left. Uh, yeah, my two is the Rams, like 100%. Like, let's not be fooled that Kyler bailed Cliff's ass out last week. Like this right. sucks. Uh, they were losing 23 to nothing. McVay has absolutely owned Cliff. He's owned the Cardinals period. The Rams are 10 and one, nine, one and one against the spread against Arizona heads up against Cliff. Uh, McVeigh is six and one, five, one and one against the spread. Uh, you know, th- th- this is just still the, the chasm between these teams is still gigantic. Uh, the Cardinals are really bad. They are really bad. Uh, like I said, Kyler bailed them out a lot. I don't think we'll get that against this Rams defense. I mean, the only reason this is not on my list is just fear of the back door. Uh, you know, because Kyle, like, and um, but this one is small. Like, the, you, you talk yeah, about what, Josh Allen, like four yeah. and a half, five and a half. Uh, even lower than that, I believe. Currently, uh, you know, if you were gonna do like the yeah, oh wow, it's only three and a half. Yeah, it's three and a half now. Um, yeah, three and a half right now. So yeah, I, I'm it's, I'm so out on the Cardinals. Like until they get Hopkins back and they get like because Kyler was even was even like great in that game either last week, but like he bailed them out like on a few drives. Like if the Raiders are just not incompetent in the second half of that game uh they just outright win that game but you know gosh the cardinals are so bad it, it, it every play was like they needed a fourth down like yes it was it was, it was crazy man like that well, play where kyler had the two-point conversion where he had the ball for 35 seconds was absolutely incredible though see that i mean that's that's why we love him right the the stewie <laughs> griffin right guy guy runs like stewie griffin it's uh I, it's dude incredible. i've never seen a, a player just stop his feet so much like they just like kyler just stops running and then immediately is just like Fred Flintstoning out of there. Like <laughs> it's so crazy to me. But uh, yeah, fuck the yeah. Cardinals. <laughs> My number two, I uh, I'm, I'm flag planting here. I'm just betting against the Titans right now. I, I got the Raiders on the road as a small favorite. Not really that big of an endorsement of the Raiders. I mean, I think they should probably be fine and take care of business against a bad Titans team. But it's just like I just. You know, every year there's a worst to first team, and then there's always a team that goes from division winner to irrelevant, right? I mean, just every year this is a this is a pretty consistent trend. And the Titans to me look like well, the Bengals too. Oof, 
very, very tough scenes for the Cincinnati Bengals thus far. Um, but the Titans just like can't do anything. They they look so incompetent. Tannehill looks awful. Henry looks awful. The defense, you know, they they don't look like they can generate any pressure. Like what what is the point of this team? Like like what what do you do here, Titans? Like you have no identity. You're playing Nick Westbrook and Keen over Traylon Burks. Like they're just they just stink. They're they're gonna lose this game to the Raiders. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Titans look really rough right now. The only reason I stay away from this game is because it goes it flies in the face of like two historical trends. One, you've got the what we talked about last week. You've got the team that played in the overtime game going on the road, and then you have the zero and two team, you know, at home. Uh, so like historically, like those have been like two spots to, to kind of, you know, stay away from, uh, that's the only thing that would scare me, but you're absolutely right. The Titans look like shit though. Like <laughs> they're absolutely off. Both these teams have been really bad. They've both been really bad second half teams too, uh, through two weeks. Um, but I definitely think the Raiders have a lot more talent. Uh, I'm just terrified of this game in general. Do you think that Vrabel would lose his job or, or is no. he just, yeah. I like, I think he's just like their guy. Like, I think like they, they just he's, he hasn't like... had a losing season yet. Like, you know, I just think that they caught up, like their dumbass approach is caught, caught up to them, you know, and obviously that Tannehill contract has caught up to him too a little bit now. So this team is, I mean, the offensive line is absolutely miserable. You're paying an older running back on the spectrum. You have no wide receiver play. The fact that they let AJ Brown go, when they just went through a whole season where they couldn't move the football when AJ Brown wasn't on the field yeah. is absolutely insane. And then they've just, they've started to mount defensive injuries because the, the, the thing about this team was like the defensive, the defense was good last year. Harold Landry gets injured in preseason. He's out for the year. Christian Fulton misses last week. They just have all these rookie cornerbacks guard troops upon Diggs on Monday night did not go well for them. Uh, it's just yeah there's just not a lot of depth here there's not a talent like you said there's not a lot of talent here uh and it's going to be a a, probably a tougher rebuild but the fact that they're in the mc south maybe it helps but like if you were to say right now like you would absolutely pick the jaguars beat them in the division no like you oh totally i'll still take the colts to win the division as because the colts always do this stuff every year yes Uh, but i would definitely from this day forward expect the jaguars to finish with a better record than the titans yeah. And I mean, as far as like a rebuild, it would just depend on if Malik Willis is a hit or not. Like if Malik yes. Willis, if Malik Willis is terrible, then they're, you know, if he is um, Kyle Allen or whatever, then they're back to the drawing board. But if but he they have to play and- him at some point, if they're going to be this bad, because if they're going to be this bad record wise, and they're going to be staring down the gun barrel of potentially picking a high quarterback. Cause Malik Willis was just like a freebie. Like, let's see what we might as well pick him now. See what, right. See what works yeah. Out. Same, same thing as Corral and Howell yeah. and all those guys. So they might as well at, at a point, if they get to a point here, cause their schedule is absolutely terrible. Uh, if they get to a point here where they're staring down the gun barrel of looking at potentially being a top 10 team, like they might as well at least see what they have in Willis for the back half of the season. Like just to know. Yeah. I mean, and I think uh, we're like, I think it'll take them longer to get there than a normal team, though. Oh, you know? God, yes. Ray yeah. Are, uh, yeah. Like they, he's and, not about the sex, dude. Well, and, and I mean, they're going to be able to talk themselves into maybe winning the division for, like, at the minimum, at least another month, right? I mean, they could have two wins and still be like, well, I don't know. You know we're only two back. Yeah, we're only two back. Yeah. So, <laughs> I and I didn't really think about that stuff, like drafting Willis and best ball and everything. Like, I just didn't – you did not anticipate the Colts being that bad. But, 
you know, the Colts, the Colts winning or uh, losing the freebie against the Texans, like is gonna is gonna hurt our Willis stuff because they're not gonna start, they're not gonna start Willis until they're pretty much dead, I think. Yeah, um, and they probably won't be completely out of it, uh, you know, for until we get to like that stretch where they play like Chiefs, Broncos, Packers, Bengals. That's that come in the, the Titans after Week Eight. They play Chiefs, Broncos, Packers, Bengals, Eagles all in a row. Then they go Jags, Chargers. Like shit, they might not win any of those games. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be bad. <laughs> that is rough. Um. So so they're holding those Derrick Henry bags that anyone still wants to buy. Dude, I have Derrick Henry on one main event team. I remember it. We got him at the 2-8, and I'm just like, how how amazing would it be to have anyone else? Like, how amazing would it be to have, (laughs) you know, Darren Waller or or T. Higgins or just, like, literally anybody but Derrick Henry? I mean, I'd rather start Michael Carter than Derrick Henry. Yeah, just any other player. Yeah. And I mean, it sucks because I remember that at the time, and it was just like you know, like yeah, two, he's two. It's two oh eight. Like why the hell not? Why the hell? Yeah. Uh, but it's just. I mean, it's it's horrible, man. It's uh, it, it's really it's really no good. Um, so DFS this week, you alluded to it. I mean, it, like we already know what the field's gonna do. Mm-hmm. They're gonna play these dust ball running backs, and and the three dust balls are Fournette, Jacobs, and Montgomery. But there are even other dust balls. You know, Mostert, Ramondre the Jets running backs and everyone's going to go Allen hurts Lamar to uh, Mahomes, like one of these guys, and then pair them with one of the elite wide receivers, maybe even two of the wide receivers. So the ultimate zig this week is Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey. And I'm planning on doing the, the mid, the mid IQ thing of playing the less popular dust balls, like Mostert and Ramondre or whatever with the high price wide receivers. But the true like move is to play Jonathan Taylor or Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. So the, so far the meta through two weeks of DFS and it's been the story in season long too, is that these front end wide receivers have been smashing and the early round running backs have been okay to down like 10, you know, 10 more. The first round wide receivers are averaging 10 more PPR points per game than the first round running backs. So people are want to, you know, they want to pay for one of these wide receivers and I get it, but you know, if you're going to pay for one of these wide receivers this week, because we don't have as much value on the board. Remember week one, we had the pricing set six weeks in advance in week two, none of the good teams played in the main slate. Yeah. No, like, so this is like our first like full week of fantasy football. And there's just not as much like glaring, like we're going to play Greg Dorch type plays, right? Like we'll try to squeeze out. So like now it's, it's it's the, the Tampa Bay wide receivers, if any of them, if any of them end up being, or God help us, the Patriots wide receivers, if Myers doesn't play. Yeah. And I'm not going to play those guys, but uh, (laughs) maybe you play Aguilar or whatever, but uh I feel like that it's definitely the way to get go against that this week is to pay up at running back, especially if guys like Damian Pierce are going to be popular, right? Like, dude, like you, I, you want, I have no problem playing David Montgomery in cash. I think he's absolutely underpriced at five, nine on DK, but like, I'm, you wanted me to take a game that's got a 40 point game total between two of the worst teams in the NFL and like stack that game. Like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do it. Uh, we're going to avoid that at all costs if we can. Uh, there's some good, even if you don't want to pay all the way up for Taylor, because again, there's not a cheap guys, Taylor's 9k. If you want to play him with another like functional wide receiver, it's hard, but I think Dalvin cook at seven, nine looks really good. Uh, I, I think Lenny's fine where he's at, you know, I don't have really have a problem with that. Just the workload he's getting is so strong. 
Um, but yeah, I feel like I want to play good running backs this week. If the, if the field wants to play all bad running backs, I want to play good running backs. That's how I'm going to choose it. Cause there's still enough wide receivers for me to play that are good still. Yes. I mean, <laughs> like, uh, like Jamar chase is, it looks to be I'm, the pick. Yeah. He looks to be the pick of the litter where he's, I think he's 8,000 on DraftKings, but he will be far and away the lowest owned. So the Bengals in general, I, I, so the, the two games I'm looking at of trying to get in on these low owned stacks are definitely the Bengals jets game. And then this chiefs Colts game and they play at one o'clock. And if those teams don't hit, those teams are dead. I don't like whatever, but if those teams hit, then I'm going to four o'clock and I can take on some of those, the, the, the chalky stuff at four o'clock, but no, neither of those games are really getting seen right now. Obviously Bill's Dolphins is going to be the, so the most popular one o'clock game uh for a lot of reasons and i i uh, i'm not gonna play any players from that game in tournaments i think and then lions uh vikings is gonna be really popular uh to run that back uh but it looks like dalvin's gonna dalvin looks really palatable just because like again people don't want to pay the ak for running back right now uh they want to pay for the wide receiver they want to pay the nine three for justin jefferson they want to get stefan diggs in the lineup they want to get cooper cup in the lineup, they want to get Amon Ross St. Brown after he's just been steamrolling people. Uh, he'll be super popular. This he's going to be so popular. And then like, the Dolphins like, guys will be popular now because of what's happened last week, plus the Bills guys being hurt. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's such a it's just like such a perfect narrative thing of like you got to have Cooper Cup or Justin Jefferson or Spawn Diggs to win your league, and they're all in good spots this week. And Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, and and Joe Mixon are all busts and. Yeah, I mean it. It really is. It really is setting up. Uh, what about uh, you? Are you leaving? Uh, are you leaving a light on for our friend Mister Pitts at forty eight hundred against the Seattle Seahawks? Yeah, I'm jamming him in. Yeah, man. Yeah, forty. You gotta you gotta buy on Kyle Pitts at forty eight hundred before you can buy on him at forty three hundred. Well, what's crazy is is you know my take last week was the that just like I didn't want to play him because Darren Waller was the same price and I thought Darren Waller was just way better player. Sure. Now this week, it's not really like that. There aren't a lot of pivots at his price, but now what's interesting is it feels like everyone, because everyone's just been talking about it all week that just, he's coming in like really, even for four, eight, like I'm showing him to be lower owned than guys like Evan Ingram and Zach Ertz. And like, if that's the case, like if no one wants to play him, then like, of course I want to play him. I mean, Her- Herb Smith Jr., we're, we're heading into an Herb Smith Jr. No. TJ Hawkinson chalk week. No, dude. Ah, I mean, for, I'm going to play him. I don't care. And it's not even a thing where I'm like expecting a huge run out. Like it, it goes against like if nobody wants to play him now. My always thing was like, yeah, he's cheap, but the matchups aren't good and everyone keeps wanting to play him. Now he's cheap. The matchup's good and no one wants to play him. Yeah, I I... <laughs> I, I think like my ideal construction would be Mahomes, two of his guys, Pitts, and then I, I haven't I haven't toyed around with like actually setting anything yet. I'm just like thinking out loud. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to play one dust ball running back and then one of the good ones and then just see where that like see what I can do uh from from there. I mean, if I mean Monty is definitely like I wouldn't call him one of the dust balls. He's just the problem is his price is so far off. He's twenty five percent projected ownership. That's because his price is super wrong. Like, I mean, because they played on Sunday night and he continued to get like this massive workload. He looked great on Sunday night too, by the way. Uh, and he's playing. Yeah, the guy, guy looked like Barry freaking Sanders. <laughs> and he's playing the Texans, and he's five nine. Like, 
I mean, just, yeah, way too cheap. It's just way too cheap. So I can go there. But I, I like some other guys in that range, though. I think Travis Etienne uh, at 5-4 is like a really good tournament play because I think the Jaguars will be competitive. I talked with Jacob Sanderson. It's my pockets a little bit. Like, I think that it's going to be more of an ETN type game. Uh, I think Michael Carter at 5-2 is pretty interesting because I think that that game could be competitive, like, and be high scoring. Uh, so there are some pivots down there, too. But, like, I definitely am not going to do the 5K Damian Pierce thing. Ramondre Stevenson, 65% of the Patriots snaps last week. Can I interest you? That That's who I'm gravitating towards. Maybe. Uh, the problem I mean, is he the... probably stinks. Like, he probably won't score, and I'll probably get six points from him and be bummed out. Yeah, I mean, I'm just down on the Patriots offense in general. And, like, the one thing that I do know the Ravens can still do is defend the run. That's so. true. Yeah. I mean, I mean the, I'm not in love with it, but uh, I'm not like against it either. I can definitely see a pass. The the it. thesis of that play would be that he catches six passes somehow, basically. The, yeah, the you need to pass catching because the biggest thing, even throughout all the steam Ramondre got, was the one thing, the one hurdle I never could like come like jump with the group was that inside the money zone, like they're just gonna keep giving Damian Harris the box. He's good down there. Like there's no reason for them not to use Damian Harris like near the goal line. Uh, and that, that seems to still be a hurdle for Ramondre. Yeah. Um, I mean, is there, is like, is there a, an angle that we could take in Detroit, Minnesota, where like we play shark and Thielen as like mega leverage? Maybe. I think, uh, obviously the, the, the main leverage guy right now is Dalvin, uh, you know, um, coming in, it looks like he's going to be sub 10%, uh, their home favorites by six points, like. He's coming off a, a really just like garbage game on Monday night. He seems to be the most obvious guy. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I think if you wanted to save salary quarterback, you can do something with like golf and to try to get unique cousins. This is going to be really popular. Uh, how, how often is Kirk cousins chalk, chalk week worked out too? I know highest, highest total. And like, I still don't even really want to play him. That game is is unique because you know obviously Jefferson's completely fine. You want to play Jefferson, but like all the other pieces, because uh, Amon Ra is gonna be so popular. So um, popular, yeah. All the other pieces, though, it's really kind of hard to get there. Like I don't want any part of like I'm I'm definitely fine with like playing Irv in uh, season long. We are in a league, like I feel fine about that. But like I'm definitely not fine with playing Irv when he's gonna be the second highest on tight end on a slate. I'm, like going down that road. No, I played uh, Juwan Johnson over him if I was like punting down there, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, that game too could be one of the trap games too. What if it ends up being really slow, right? Like there's still a path to like where that Vikings line is. If we, slow. if we get, you know, Zimmer, the, 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 the ghost of Zimmer rears his head and they give the ball to Dalvin 37 times. Well, yeah, Dalvin's just rocking, right? Like they're, they're ahead. Uh, definitely could be potential cousins just isn't playing well like we've seen that that's so well within the range of his outcomes yes yeah <laughs> um but yeah so there's unique ways to kind of go around the slate to me i believe the one o'clock the slates the one o'clock games uh, chiefs colts looks very under owned to me and then just trying to get ahead of the Bengals. set like no one wants to play the Bengals guys they're wearing those white helmets i want a part of like being in on the Bengals. they're going to wear these white helmets uh that's going to impact my play Yes. Yeah. The, the elusive, the elusive white bangle tiger. We, yes. uh, we absolutely, we absolutely can't wait. Uh, all right, dude, there we go. Got it man, done. Burrow's uh, going through the band, the cover two movement though. Dude, it's ruining football, man. 
like like that like can they do like they change the rules in the nba to make scoring easier like can't we do in this, baseball like, they're doing it what would the what would the rule be like your safeties have to be outside the ha- like how would you legislate that like yeah i don't know something about that yeah, they won't do it because cover twos existed forever but it is funny with all these good young quarterbacks and good offenses though you are seeing it i dropped the, the stats like man coverage is way down teams are blitzing less they just don't want to give up big plays like teams just don't want to give up big plays uh and it's and it sucks it's not fun oh i got a I got a tournament aj dillon aj dillon against the buccaneers that's my that's like my two percent guy this week i mean he he's getting i like him and jones are in a 50 50 but dylan is getting lots of good touches like i i jones no akeem hicks akeem hicks is out because it's the bucks run d the bucks run d isn't what the bucks run d has been and they've given up a lot of yards for carry to running backs the first two weeks and then like i said hicks being out uh you know in the middle i can definitely see that he's the dude you have to pivot for like if you're 1 p.m. guys don't hit and you're like holding Lenny like he's the you have to go to Dylan over Lenny yeah I'm uh I'm I'm on board with that so I just wanted to get that out of there before we left uh sharp football what uh what should the people be looking out for this week yeah worksheets fired up uh you know running these games we're getting that sample you know I always tell people like I'm the type of analyst like I get way better as the season goes goes on uh, following the trends. I'm someone like Gretch, you know, like the stealing signals, like I'm in the weeds and like following like the trends and players, all this stuff. Uh, and as we build up a sample, you know, those are the things that are going to matter uh, to be ahead of, you know, when you want to set your lineups, you know, pick up guys off waivers and play DFS. Yeah. Um, all right, there we go. Everyone sharp football, check it out. Uh, Warren's been on, uh, on sports grid. He was on, he was on for, I think two hours yesterday down at our actual studio in uh in jersey so and enjoying enjoying uh that glorious mustache on uh on television <laughs> follow reeves listen to the sharp angles podcast read the worksheet and uh we'll be back next week across america bp supports more than two hundred and seventy-five thousand jobs to keep energy flowing jobs like building grid scale solar energy in ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in texas It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy.